dead of night when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. This is the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Darren. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. Now we're going to get back to the second part of The Conjuring and our discussion on James Wan, uh, witches, and I'm assuming more lotion talk. I don't know. We'll see. And let's let's segue. Let's transition. What you, what you got for us? So we were in Bridgewater Cemetery. Okay. <clears throat> uh, we just out there one of these nights doing our thing where we just go around checking stuff out. Okay, so you and who? So you and I are definitely there, obviously. Yeah. So that's what I was going to ask because because you're familiar with Bridgewater Cemetery in yeah. Scottsburg. Have you ever been there? Yes, multiple times. We have been there multiple times too, and we've been there with different people. So I don't. This can be any one of those scenarios. So which I which think night? it was possibly the night uh, we showed up there. Remember, there was a group of people, and they showed us that picture. And I don't know how they did this, but they showed us a picture, of, and it looked like there was like a ghostly figure behind them, like photo bombing them. It, I don't know how they could have did it, but oh, no. you're talking about they were they were at the, that Tunnelton Bridge place. That's no. where they took the picture from. Oh, is that what the picture was? Yeah. From? Have you ever well, heard we of that? It was a face behind a a <clears throat> headstone, wasn't it? No. This they they took a picture, and they were standing there in like a group. There was like four of them. Okay. And they it wasn't like, in the graveyard. Yeah, it looked okay. like there was like a it's all ghostly man that just came up behind them. They they were at this place. It's called. Uh, I've been to it's, Tunnelton. It's Tunnelton. It's over and, near uh, Bloomington. Yeah, so I feel like there's railroad tracks and it actually Mitchell. goes no. down a tunnel. You're in the, you're in the ballpark. I don't know specifically. Bedford. It's near Bedford, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Which is north? Yes, like northwest of us. Okay. So it's literally like <clears throat> the way they described it. No, this was years ago, and I'm trying to remember this. And since you've been there, maybe you could tell me. Railroad tracks going under like into like an overpass of yeah, some sort. It's, of- a, it's, it's like a hillside, mountainside area, and it comes around a bend, and... There's like an old logging road next to it. Okay. And that's how you get to the the opening of it. But it's they used it during the Civil War to hide munitions from the Confederates. Okay. Well, so this is where they're at, and that's the that's that that is the picture they showed us, and and that's what the picture was of. So I remember what you're talking about that night. Okay. And Usually when you pull up to this place, because it's, it's uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, it's in a very small town, kind of like our own, but you go down this gravel road, uh, past all these houses, it's at a dead end, there's a tree line surrounding it, there's nothing but woods behind it, it's a creepy fucking place, and there's a large, like, uh, black iron gate surrounding it. Very when you, creepy. When, it's very creepy, and when you first pull in, there's a little spot for, like, parking, and there's not a lot... But you, me, and I can't remember who else was with us, but we were in a group. It's all graves from like the 1800s, too. Yeah, yeah. And there's an old tree out front, and we pulled in, and there was other people there, which there <clears> tend <throat> to be. Was that the night me, you, and maybe Corey went out there? 
maybe. Okay. I really can't remember who else. Was so there. anyway, we, we were there. They show they show us this picture. I remember the picture you're talking about. A uh, cool group of people. And what happened next? I believe we did our own little recordings that night just off our cell phones. Right. And I mean, like, obviously nothing happened while we were there. But point of my story is I got freaked out for the first time ever from Bridgewater because I woke up the next morning and I look over. Funny enough, my, my cocoa butter lotion bottle. <laughs> <laughs> lotion bottle or the 50-gallon drum you dip yourself in every my time you large. leave? Bottle of cocoa butter. He apparently lotion. gets a little ashy every now and then. <laughs> no, that's the thing. He never does because he's always fucking. It's he's pure cocoa butter. Right. If somebody punched him in the arm, it'd be like a layer of it just cracked. Yeah. And you'd see his actual fucking arm underneath. You can't stand how cocoa smooth my skin is. Oh my god! So we were out last night and we went to leave and we went to shake hands to part. And I think what I said to you was, "God, your hands are unnaturally smooth." That's right. So, so anyway, you see this bottle of sh- so not I, shea butter, cocoa yeah. butter. I wake up after our night of being out there at Bridgewater Cemetery this yeah. next morning. You feeling ashy? And the first thing over. I look over and see is my cocoa butter lotion bottle on top of the dresser, and it looks like it has three claw marks going down the side of like the mark of the beast. And I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh shit." It's the grudge. Something followed me home. <laughs> I fucked up. I shouldn't have been out there with this man. <laughs> no, and then I realized voice. it was just the sun shining through my blinds onto the lotion bottle. You jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear when I first woke up, it looked like something that scratched my cocoa butter. So I that love goes- that if something <laughs> demonic followed you home, they ain't, fuck, they ain't going to you. They're going to hit you where it hurts. <laughs> yep. And that's the cocoa butter. <laughs> They knew that's where you would look it's first like, when you first woke yeah, up. Yeah, and I imagine like, like a demon <laughs> creeping into his room, seeing him sleep. They're walking up, and they look at him, they look over, and they're like, <laughs> go back to the bottle, and they I'll just rake the their heads. But you all don't understand the the pure panic that I felt that moment. Like, oh my god, I messed up. I shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been messing <laughs> with things. Um, yeah, that. Uh, we would go out there and we would drink and just be stupid and, and just we would try to catch things and we go out there one night and there's a group of us and uh there's like four of us at the time, maybe five, I can't remember. We have a car full, we go out there, everybody's drinking but me because the time I don't touch alcohol. I'm the driver. So we go out there and we're in the back and Ian's got this little digital recorder. I'm pretty sure you bought just for that, didn't you? Or was it on your phone? I can't it remember. It was on my phone. So he's like he's like Ian says, if there are any spirits in this graveyard right now, reach out and touch my friend Brandon right on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and then and then me being the the optimist, the realistic person in the group who's just like hanging out, and I'm just like, okay, we're just I I don't see anything, I don't hear anything. This is probably the seventh, eighth time we've been out this place. I hear something in the woods. And it's walking toward us. And naturally, I'm like, do you guys hear that? And they're like, whoa. I'm like, no, I'm being dead serious. I actually hear something. And it's walking toward us. And and my first instinct is, oh, don't worry. It's probably just a deer. And you can't see anything beyond that tree line back there because it's in the very back, like where the woods go back there. Have you actually walked back into those woods? Mm-hmm. It leads to absolutely fucking nowhere. And yeah. we've got track I got a friend that hunts those woods. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> wait. Is it a ghost that hunts? No, people. It's a friend okay. that I know that hunts in another area. So, uh, so this night I hear something and I'm like, you know what? I'm not taking any fucking chances. And I take off running. And and that night, and I'm probably one of the top ten slowest people on this earth. And <laughs> that night I was Usain Bolt. So <laughs> if you learn anything from our ignorance tonight, just uh, just don't go creeping into places you don't belong and don't bring a digital recorder. You're sacrificing everything yeah. that you love, like your cocoa butter. <laughs> You're fucking cocoa butter. <laughs> I can't believe that's where you thought they were going to strike you where it hurts. <laughs> you know, I could claw him across the chest, but where's the joy in that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, they, and they then I like, imagine a demon in the corner just rubbing that butter on his skin. They know the first thing I do when I get up <laughs> is take my shower and then put cocoa butter lotion on. They do that. <laughs> Wait, I hope they don't. What what if what if it was like even scarier? He wakes up here and oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and you scream, I mind your business. Go in the bed. This stuff is perfect. Is that shea butter? Uh, That's some good stuff in there. Anyway. Anywho, um back back. I've to got the, a huge story to tell about that. Cemetery ghost. Oh, okay. later though. Later, you want to set it up later because I want. I don't know for sure how long you're going on this. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't have. I don't, I don't have too much more to go. Uh, does it tie into what you were just about to say with the with the tombstone thing? Yes. Okay. 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 Um, yes. Let me. I, I don't have much more to go here, fellas. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm just. Like I said, I. I like hearing the behind the scenes of you know, these stories and, and, and they make these films and, and do they experience the same thing that they experience like in, in the house? And, and again, you got a lot of weird stuff happening. Uh, we left off with sweet, sweet fear. Um, waking up to three claw marks across our thigh. Well, obviously that's where they're going to be because if I'm a demon, I'm right there. Across the, <laughs> I guess even if I'm not a demon, um, but uh, she would have had cocoa butter lotion. Would have never <laughs> so, uh, so screenwriters Chad and Carrie Hayes said that uh, Carrie's wife uh, is at home. Okay, so they're filming this movie. She stays at home, and she notices this weird water formation appear on the floor out of nowhere. Now it's a cement floor. I believe they were still like building in this part of the house and and whatnot. And and due to it being the cement floor. Th- they blame the the house dog, okay? They blame the dog. It was just like, oh, it must have just had an accident. However, in the in the ongoing days, that she notices this water formation keeps forming, okay? It cleans it up multiple times. It just keeps happening. Same exact spot every time. No rational explanation. It's a concrete floor. There's nothing coming up underneath of it. That They don't know what the fuck is going on here. So naturally, being creeped out by the whole situation, and, and Carrie's working on this movie called The Conjuring, and he's on set, and, and, and you know he's checking all this stuff, and he hears this going on. So he reaches out to Lorraine Warren, who said that she believes... She's a spirit medium, so she says, right? That's that's the claim. The yeah. Claim the fame. <laughs> <You scum. laughs> yeah, right. 
claim to fame. And uh, she says it was a water poltergeist. A water, water poltergeist. poltergeist. Well, of course. Why wouldn't it be, right? I mean, it's water. It's water. It, was it like the? Uh, was it like the dynamic twins? The the power <laughs> the twins. The wonder twins. The wonder twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make like Forestodon. Water. <laughs> yeah, he was always a. Bucket of water, and she I'm was always something sure cool. I'm pretty sure that water guys live exclusively on the ocean. Everybody knows that. Yeah, obviously. Um, so you got shit like that. I happening. mean, it couldn't have been a rational explanation that water has, you know, broken the barrier under the concrete and just seeped up through the concrete. It yeah, have been it can that. be because concrete is solid, and what people don't realize is even water on top of a con on concrete. It doesn't just go away. It soaks down into the concrete, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we know this. Yeah, A lot of people don't. Yeah. They, think, when it rains. they think that it just evaporates and it goes. I'm just like, yeah. that yeah. quick? Yeah. Even with the sun's not out? <laughs> Come on, people. So, so, yeah, if you're ever out walking downtown along the river and it rains and it's gone, water poltergeist. Yes. Go of to course. it time. Naturally. Naturally. So... Um, so you got shit like that happening Darren brought up earlier that most of this movie was shot on a sound stage and obviously they're building these sets right well they build the set that is Ed and Lorraine's house okay and they try to put it as as accurate to that room that they possibly can and when they do that there's this wooden pig that was so one of the, the collection room you're talking this about. This is the collection room. Now, the, obviously, <clears throat> these aren't the real artifacts. These are these are props. But one of the wooden pigs, they said that it, it just kept it just kept moving. It would just keep appearing in random spots each time somebody went in there. Now, granted, that could be it's like an elf anybody, on the fucking shelf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could, yeah, it could be anybody going in there and fucking with the crew. Excuse me. <laughs> it could be anybody going there and taking this thing and fucking moving it and putting it anywhere, yeah. right? They're not. So, they're not watching. So it could be anything. If you're on the set of a scary movie like that, why wouldn't you try to mess with people? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying too. And that's why. And, and again, like when I when I dive into these stories, and I told you guys this, this earlier, when I'm thinking of rational things, this is one of those things. It's just like, well, how do you explain this pig moving? I explained it by you weren't in there, and I walked in, took it, moved it to another place, and I walked out of the fucking room. And I knew yeah. that's how I explained. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would overreact like this, and I knew you would be like, "But nobody was in there." Well, how do you know you weren't in there? So, so, but going back to the real story, mm-hmm. not just the movie. Yeah. How many of these people were in the room with each other? Like the kid saw the youngest kid saw the the ghost first, or whatever, and like like how. Where's the backup and all that? And was it mass hysteria at one point where one person said they saw something and another person experienced it? Or were they collectively in a room seeing this shit? Like collectively seeing it versus a game of telephone to where you see it, but then when I see it, exactly. because like you told me you saw it, and then, well, oh, you saw this? Well, when I they saw it, there was it a so hand much. coming out. Yeah. yeah. So then they just so yeah, get a consensus of what it looked it like and what that. it sounded like. Yeah, and it could be that. And, and again... Um, to the way I, to, and again, these, these reports aren't obviously coming out on a, on a daily, right? Because ever since 1970, nobody, nobody really gave a shit until the conjuring came out. I mean, yeah, people gave a shit about the story at first. It was more about the Warrens. Yeah. It was more about the Warrens. So me growing up 
I had in the paranormal, like obviously, but I had heard of Ed and Lorraine Warren, but I didn't know much about him. And then you've got these stories coming out that you don't really hear much about. And now like this movie is coming out and people are learning more and more about these, these famed ghost hunters and whatnot and these demonologists and all that shit. So the, the point being is now everybody that's lived in this house since now all of a sudden, you know, they've seen something. Yeah. Or you've seen something because yeah. somebody else saw it or yeah. you, you're really seeing something. Yeah. And again, you said it earlier, people's minds plays tricks on yeah. you. Mine's a very powerful thing. If you and I are out in the woods somewhere and you tell me, oh, I hear that, and I didn't hear it, and I'm listening, chances are I'm going to hear something. Yeah. Because I want to hear it. projecting that, that in your yeah, mind. Yeah, because I want to hear it. Yeah. So even though I'm like, oh, let me listen because I didn't hear it, you know, oh, God, I heard that. There's always noises happening in the woods. Yeah. There's animals. There's, yeah. there's a slight thing of like, even if it's not a windy day, a slight thing of wind comes through and hits a branch just right and sways it. It's going to creak. It's a fucking tree. So you never know, right? What's what's reality versus like, you know, am I really hearing this? Is this really happening type shit? I will say something to counter that though. Like, <clears throat> that's my problem with shows like Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Is every time they say, "Oh, did you see that?" and then they'll even go back and replay it, and they'll be like, "Yep, there it was." And I'm like, "I don't ever where see it was." <laughs> I don't ever. And see then they anything. have to like circle in and zoom in. And you're like, "Oh, there it is." But no, I'll give <laughs> you use that. The, they use the Periodoli effect a lot in that too, which is where you were conditioned to see faces. So because it's a survival thing for our DNA. Yeah. So. so They'll say, you know, did you see that ghost in the window? And then they zoom in. Well, you could zoom in so many times, and you're going to see pixelated faces everywhere. You know, and I feel like it's kind the of a same thing. with sound when they're like, a voice just said pickle juice. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I came up with. And then you're like, oh, I hear. You're like, juice. wait a minute, and then you hear pickle juice. There it was. <laughs> it's not. I want to see these things, but like even like you said, when they zoom in on stuff, like. I'm still looking at it. I'm like, uh, I don't think I see what and you see. I love when they like highlight it or, or circle it. And it's yeah. like they're trying their best to get you to see those three dots as like eyes and a mouth. Yeah. It's like, what it was this? A fucking second grade drawing Did of you a guys, face? There was I a mean, show that came out. Face. Close, it was like five or six years ago. There was this show, and I can't remember the name of it, and it was spoofing uh, those type of shows. And it was this guy with the long hair, and he has his shirt off, and he has abs. And he's walking down. He's a ghost hunter, and he's just, and 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 they played the sound back, and literally all you hear is, "Sis," he goes, "What did you just say? Nice abs?" <laughs> and it was literally nothing. It was just a, and he just goes, "Whoo." Thanks for noticing. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the realism behind it. I'm going to have to look that show up because it's so, that, that that part had me in tears. But it's things like that. Like you hear something, but then if you – because they do that. They do that a lot. Well, They're like, oh, he said pickle juice. And I think sudden, the <laughs> other motivating factor in this whole story, and you know, I don't know what you've done on, their, on your research on this, but – Money is a big motivator. Absolutely. And Always. Obvi- obviously, with Ed and Lorraine Warren, I'm gonna, I'm not going to say bullshit, but I'm going to go <coughs> bullshit. Because <laughs> they were very motivated by money. They were very motiva- motivated by 
helping people, quote unquote, but they were like, to me, they were like big tent revival preachers. They knew how to manipulate. They knew how to work on people's feelings. They looked for these scenarios to, to like praying on the weak type in. thing. And what you're going to conjuring too later on. We're going to talk about that. We will get into that. So I, I didn't. I didn't I'm, do that time. I'm but not there is something there. I'm yeah. not going to spoil that. But there's a lot of bullshit in that. Yes, somewhat, there is. There's know. a lot of speculation about all these stories, and, and that's so a big one too. If you look at that, and then you look at the people that the family themselves did. They wrote a book. Like one of them wrote a book or something, right? Uh, Andrea, about the it? daughter. Okay, Andrea, the daughter did write a book. Uh, the name of the book is written in here. It is called. It is called. We'll have to go back to that in a minute. Uh, it's something about like uh, the uh, house of darkness, house of light. So my point is, though, house I mean, darkness, it's like it is. It's house of darkness, house of light. The true story. That's the name of the book. And that's wrote. about the conjuring too. That's about the conjuring that the daughter. Mm-hmm. The parent and, Andrea Perrin, yeah. she wrote that book, uh, and that's what I'm saying. It's like they had they had invested, and it, you know, two they couldn't get out of their lease, right? Or not their lease, but they 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 bought the house. They even said in the movie they were too poor to move out. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do, you know. My dad would be like, "Fuck that, we're leaving." You know, right. he probably wouldn't have believed it anyway. But if it was a real ghost or yeah. something that could harm the family, Something he'd be like, "We're leaving, bro. Yep. We're going staying with yeah. you know Uncle George." Fuck that right. closet. And so it's like, <laughs> there's money motivating this in my eyes because well, yeah, Rain sure. Warren's boosting them up, making them think all this. Even if they didn't think all this, they did it one time, obviously, you know, or somebody did, and it just kind of scared the rest of them. So then they're thinking, you know, how can we make money out of this? How can we get on talk shows? How right. Can we, and I think that's once The Conjuring came out, some of these people were pissed because they weren't getting their due share of the money. And, you know, yeah. some of that started happening. The person that had the house now was trying to sue James Wan and well, sue Universal or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah. I don't so know it's Universal. That, I don't know who owns it. It was actually, uh, I think, at one point, they were trying to... S- Sue Warner Brothers Warner and Brothers. I think New Line Cinema as okay. well. Mm. So that's another part of the story I was I was getting. So the last part about the cast and crew. So all of these are kind of like they can easily be the, the water on the ground, the pig moving, like all this is creepy stuff. The bruises on uh, on Joey King's body, and again, not to be the skeptical one here, but all this stuff can be explained easily, easily right? So it it's creepy because of the the movie that it's being like happening on, but at the same time, if it was any other like me telling you, oh, I woke up with these bruises. As soon as I walk out of the room, you're gonna look at him and be like, that could have come from. He could have bumped into something and then he did. Yeah. Or some people just bruise easy. I mean, if I saw it like happen, <laughs> happen. Like if I'm sitting here and you see a bruise form on my arm right in front of your eyes, obviously, yeah. Be like, you fucked up. Man. Oh you god, get out of my house. So yeah, uh, also, it'd be different if it was like a handprint or something like this. Right. Right. So all these can easily be explained. The the one part that I did find intriguing was um Vera wakes up in the middle of the night constantly uh during the filming of this movie at three or four AM on the dot. Three ten. Every night almost. Yeah. 
and she claims that never happened before. Yeah. And my my favorite part of the story the 310 is, was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. My favorite part of the story is she she decides that she's going to tell James Wan, and she texts him and tells him, and he just brushes it off like, eh. it's like. I don't care. Yeah. Bad bullshit. Like you're shooting a movie about this and it doesn't phase you in the least. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. And, and bringing up James Wanda, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, Norma, Norma Sutcliffe and Gerald Helfrick, who used to own this house during the film of the conjuring, Sued James Wan and, and Warner Brothers back in 2015 mm-hmm. due to the property being vandalized constantly to what they believe was due to the film, right? No problems whatsoever until this film comes out. Which is probably true. It, it, very much so, yeah. yeah. It could very much so be true. Um, so I can understand that. And then and Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly tells a story that they obtained these documents where the owners stated there were various invasions and said that they found numerous objects affiliated with satanic cults. They also state that they bought the house in 1987 and lived in peace until 2012. Uh, Warner Brothers declined to comment on this. Now, obviously, when you start diving into a movie with demonic presences and all shit like that and, and possession, you're going to get the creepers coming out and they're going to start doing, you know, sacrilegious things to your fucking house on your land. Or you'll be like me and I'm just a fanboy, and I just go take pictures of it. Like, yeah. Know? from yeah. That, this, the <laughs> this house. Is yeah. So you get shit like that. And then, um, Jared, Gerald Brittle, who was the author of the 1980 book, the demonologist about Ed and Lorraine Warren filed a lawsuit saying that the film and any sequels or spinoffs infringed upon any exclusive content he had with the Warrens to make anything based off of the subject of his book. Okay. So he's saying he writes this book about the Warrens, all these stories, he's all these documents. And now he's saying that he's got this deal worked out to where anything has to go through him. And now they're taking stories from his book, making it into a feature film that made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like stuck, like holding his book. Oh, anybody want to read this? <laughs> <No>. So <laughs> now like, get out of the way, Gerald. We're trying to watch the conjuring. We got the movie. Gerald. We don't so want Warner brothers settles up with brittle in 2017 in December, 2017. The crazy... Have you ever heard that version of the story? Have you heard about the... the I heard he was suing, yeah. So... I I didn't hear the outcome. Well, I dig a little bit further into this after I I find this out, okay? So I'm like, well, you know, they just settled with him out of of court. That's good. And I don't know why, but something told me to dig a little bit deeper. And, And Gerald Riddle is claiming that during this lawsuit, he tries to withdraw the lawsuit... Due to the fact that he didn't blame James Wan, and he didn't really think that he had a valid reason to sue, and that the the open claim of the lawsuit wasn't filed through him, it was actually through one of the producers of the fucking movie, who he says is basically strongholding him into this, making him do this, 
and he doesn't even want to sue these people anymore. So that's why they settled outside of court. There's a whole fucking story behind this thing, and it's insane. Mm. That the more you read about it, so why? What's the producer getting out of making him sue? I have no Is it idea. Advertisement or no like keep idea. Keep their name in the press. That's what I thought was weird about the whole thing. Because if he was just some producer or some guy, that's one thing. Yeah. But they claim he was one of the producers on the movie. Yeah. Specifically that movie. That's weird. So there's there's more mm. to it than that that I didn't get a chance to get into. And that could be another story for another day. Or it's just something that you guys could take as food for thought and research on your own and uh and dive into that and find out exactly what's going on there. Cause like I said, it's a pretty fucked up story. Uh the whole thing is fucked up to begin with. But uh yeah, she uh Andrea Perrin wrote the book. Uh, the title is House of Darkness, House of Light, based on the true story. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how it went. I, that's all I can tell you about it. I haven't read it. Uh, by all means, it, it would be something that I would I would like to check out. Just, just for shits and giggles, just for the namesake of it. And um, yeah, that's The Conjuring. That's pretty much what I got for you. Darren, you had a, you had a great Bridgewater story for us, right? It's not great. <laughs> oh man, it's not, I hyped it up too much. Just it's now. not great at all. It it actually is kind of funny. Um, I actually like, funny, funny I'm a I'm great. a I'm a teacher, obviously. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. If you didn't know, Ian, I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I teach shit. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I always try to find new things fun for myself and the kids. Right. Um, so back in like the mid 2000s, I'm talking 2006, maybe. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um, I decided it would be fun to make a short film with these kids in my classes. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to do kind of a horror movie, right? Okay. With these kids. But I wanted to do it in an interesting way. Well, I never got it made for one. I just wanted to say that because not all the kids' parents would sign off on it after we started it, right? Um, So that was one thing that happened. But most of them did, you know, but a couple of them didn't. They were in so many scenes, I just couldn't see it being anything after that, right? But the whole concept of it started off as a documentary. Okay. So here's what it was. I was wanting to make a horror movie about a serial killer that was going around from school to school all over the United States, killing different people, and then moving on. But he would change his identity, change his name, trick these kids into, you know, doing what he wanted and then killing them, right? That was the whole concept. I didn't tell any of the kids about that. Okay. So in real life, I didn't tell the kids that's what the movie is about. (laughs) What I told them what what, what it was about. Is this based on a true story? No, no, no. I just thought it'd make a cool movie. (laughs) And this still might make a cool movie one day. But I told the kids that it was going to be a documentary on ghost hunting and paranormal. So we decided to get a ghost hunting club and we were going to go out and capture stuff, right? And so we, like you guys, researched the top, I don't know, 10 or 15 sites that are haunted in Indiana. Right. We tracked down the ones that were south of Indianapolis and then we set about, for about two, three months time, set about going on weekends to these different places as groups. All their parents signed off on that, right? And they were like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go, let these kids go ghost hunting because this is a teacher." So I, 
I literally like would drive with my wife and then all these kids would follow in these cars and we would go ghost hunting. We went to like uh, the Turkey Run Massacre, whatever it is, south of Scottsburg, Turkey something. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that one. A bunch of Native Americans killed a bunch of settlers like right below Scottsburg. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. Nah. We'll have to look it up. But anyway. So we went there. There was one over near uh, Bloomington where supposedly this guy like killed his wife and like buried her and chained her up. And then like when he died, there was like a chain on on the side of his grave that appears all the time. Mm. I think it's just something to do with the limestone that they used and it just makes it look like a chain. But that's the rumor. Yeah. Uh, Tunnelton. We went to Tunnelton, actually. Nice. Uh we went to Waverly Hills. Nice. I actually got to know the lady that runs Waverly Hills a little okay. bit. So, you know, we were doing all these different things, but my whole thing was to slowly bump up the fear and the scares with these kids by slowly faking stuff. And I was getting people I know outside of that group to fake stuff for me to eventually where I was getting them so scared, like real fear responses on camera. And then tell them, we're not really making this. Scaring you. Yes. Well, I didn't realize it had been changing this whole I time. I keep thinking there's a car pulling over some yeah. But uh, I, I told them, I said, uh, we're actually doing a movie. We're not doing a documentary. I'm trying to scare you guys. And I, I, after I got that last footage, I was scaring them so bad. I was like, okay, so now we're using this real footage of you guys being scared. And now we're going to make a horror movie. About me being a well, okay. Killer. So, like, what were you doing to scare them? Okay, though? like, so give an example, example of that. So, so some examples because your Bridgewater story reminded me because we went to Bridgewater. Okay, uh, we went to a place in Scottsburg where a person supposedly killed their wife and then, like, oh, uh, you went to the buried... Waffle House, <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> gotcha. the Waffle. Uh, outside of Scottsburg, there's a cemetery supposedly where they killed somebody and then they buried them under the coffin of a fresh grave. Oh shit. And then they found out later on and that's where they buried them. They had to dig it all up. Wow. So that was kind of a cool one. When we were there though, somebody actually took a picture and this is why I thought maybe I was the one at Bridgewater showing you this picture. Cause until you showed this picture, uh, it's a different story now. Um, but this kid, he actually is the Bowman's the own pride. Right, the okay. oldest, the oldest Bowman boy, actually took a picture, and something happened. I think with his flash, he took a picture of a grave, and it looks like a little girl peering over the, like it looks like hair and a forehead and an eyeball and hands. What? It's weird. The grudge. But what it was, I think, there was a in the side of the picture, there was a white angel, and if you look at that angel, it looks very similar. And I think the flash uh, hit it and got an after image pulled into the chip. And it was, and it just perfectly was there. It's almost like a ray of light or something. Yeah, it was yeah. just perfectly right above the headstone, which made it look like a larger girl, like a larger version of that little angel, obviously, yeah. looking over the headstone. It was really creepy. And they all believed it and they were believing in, in that crap. So. Uh, but the Bridgewater thing was I had, had, a the guy that I was telling you about that hunted in that area, I had them dress up and we went there and like did the little thing to where I said, I heard you, if you turn your lights out and then turn them back on, you'll see like ghost people, like, uh, dark, dark people 
you know, ghost wraiths type things walking yeah. between the graves. Right. So I had them like in place, basically all black, head to toe. There's like three of them. They were behind graves, and we were parked out in that little parking lot with our headlights on. And then we turned them out, and I said, "Now we got to count to 60. We counted to sixty, and that gave them time to set up in the graveyard. Right. And they turned it back on, and they just start sprinting. But it was so far off, it just looked like blurs of black. Yeah. Perfect. Scared the shit they out of them. They were terrified, weren't they? So not only I did that, I said, but there's also supposed to be dead children buried in here. And I said, and sometimes they'll come up around your car. So what I did is I secretly put on some Vaseline on my hands, my daughter's hands at the time. And I, and I had them put their handprints all over the car where you couldn't see it, like just a thin film. I said... I think I, I think there might have been something out here. So I poured some baby powder on the thing, and the hands show up because of the baby powder. Six hours. Yeah. scared the shit out of them. Scared the shit out. Oh of yeah, them. yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say so. <laughs> you scared the shit out of us. <laughs> So, that's genius. That's yeah. perfect. So anyway, that's that's my Bridgewater story. <laughs> we might want to scare people at Bridgewater like that, but we can't get people yeah. To go out so there. Uh, so hey, we, just tell me sometime. Me and my boys will go out there and scare them. No, that's that's perfect. Out. No, this is perfect because they'll know it now if they hear the podcast. <laughs> so so we've we've gone out there with people before, and and what we were gonna do one time was we were gonna stage something similar. Uh, we were going to uh, right before. Uh, you get to like I don't remember, it's flashing yellow light and turn right to go toward it. There's a school off to the left, right? Mm-hmm. We were going to have somebody park there. We we're going to take them off, drop them in the graveyard. And then uh, we're not even parked there, but we drop our, our people that we're staging. We drop them off in the graveyard. We go back. We'd meet the other car at that school because like, oh, you don't know where it's at. Well, here's a landmark. Meet us here. We'll take you there. At this point, they're already out there doing their thing, setting up. Uh, we would then take the other car or cars back to the graveyard and do something similar. Like, Oh, I heard if you do this. And then like, you know, if you listen real close, you could still hear. And then there'd be somebody in the woods. Cause you've been there. You can't yeah. see anything yeah. unless you actually walk up and shine it directly on someone. You're not going to see anybody in those woods. And there's just so much you could do with something like that oh, yeah. to fuck with people. For sure. And we've been talking about doing this for what, at least 15 years, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, I did it to a bunch of kids. So. I don't know why <laughs> yeah, this hit a bunch me, of 16 year old kids. The story I was telling about Bridgewater, I think it was you, me, me, and Lindsay. Really? Yeah. You know, now that you mentioned that, I think I think you're right. I think it was that night. Yeah, we took those pictures it's, out there that night. Yeah. So, is there? Do you have the videos of this still? I still do on an old, uh, like, external hard drive. If you ever come across them, we would love to see those. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. You pulled off what we've only dreamed of. Forever. Now I don't yeah. have video of me them running. I have video of the kids talking about the whole experience later, still, or just still freaking good. out, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and I did other things at different places, like set up, you know, different things to scare them. But yeah, I have all that. Uh, let's go back to the conjuring. <laughs> I got some tie-ins here. Okay, let's all right. do it. Because I guess we'll give our opinions towards the end, like what we think of the movie and what we think mm. of the story for real and all that stuff. But Ron Livingston, we haven't even brought that dude up. 
That's true. He is Roger, Roger in the movie. Yeah. Blew me away because all I knew him from was Office, office Space. space. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how's this dude going to be huh. believable in this? And he's actually really he's good. He's really good, yeah. But Lily, uh, what's her name? Lily Taylor. Yeah, Lily Taylor. played Carolyn. Carolyn. That role right there freaked me out. She actually did a great job when she was crawling around. I know that was yeah. not her crawling around, but like when it showed her in the makeup and they put the sheet on her and her yeah. face and everything, just the way way she was acting compared to the timid, kind of quiet mother she was at the right. beginning. Perfect choice. James Wan did it again. Yeah. Perfect choice for that role. You know, I think I think every character in that movie was perfect. I kind of wish the priest was a little better because I don't like that guy's acting. Uh, but he wasn't in the movie very long, so it That's didn't true. bother me. Um, but anyway, yeah, I like that tie-in. Now, here's my ultimate 80s tie-in. You ready for this? Please. What were the two twins that wrote it? You named them a while ago. They were brothers. Uh, it was Carrie and Chad? Oh, there was another C. Carrie and... It's like Chad and Carrie. Chad and Carrie. I feel like I know Ace? where you're going with this. <laughs> well, where am I going? Are you going to say it's the twins from The Shining? It is not. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Those are two girls. Oh, No, this was... Uh, that was from the 70s. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Let's, let me just look it up. Because I had to look it up today when I was watching it. Because what I did is I watched the extras. Was it Hayes? Was that right? Hayes. Chad and Carrie Hayes. Chad and Carrie Hayes. And this is what Little they look animals. like. So if you want to see their faces, that's kind of what they look like, right? Twins, identical. Oh, Rob Lowe's. And when I when I saw them talking, I was like, those dudes look familiar. And they just yeah. kept on talking. And the way they were doing their hair and everything, they were talking in the in the extras on the Blu-ray. I was like, I know those dudes somewhere. And I looked at Nora, and I was, she was kind of paying attention, but not. I said, those motherfuckers are from Rad. Rad was my favorite movie in the 80s when I was little because well well, I was a BMXer so like I would go to the video store and rent rad (laughs) me and my buddies every week we'd get out of school on a Friday and go rent rad in a horror movie rad in a horror movie every time (laughs) it's a cheesy you've seen it have you seen it I've never kind of, heard of it. Never even heard of it? No. no, I know what it is. And I'm trying to think if I've... I, I think I've seen it, but there were a lot of movies that were like that in yes. the 80s, 90s. So about I, skateboarding I'm pretty, and yes. BMX. And so the, Rad was like about what, what, this guy named Crew Jones. Okay. He was like a local bike, bike guy. And they bring in like professional riders and create this thing called Hell Track. And like basically, you know, they're going to ride in this town to bring in money to this town. And they're like, well... We need somebody local to be able to ride in this race. And it's like, well, how about this? We'll do a qualifier. And if they if they win the qualifier, then they could ride on Hell Trap with the professional riders. So of course Crew Jones is like got that 80s sounding soundtrack yeah. behind him. He's racing and trying I don't to win. I think I've seen this. Uh, I've known it. So if you <laughs> if okay. you want well, to borrow it, of course. It's, it's got Lori Laughlin, who was hot back in the day yes, from she was. you know what I'm talking about. You know Lori Laughlin? Uh, the name sounds familiar. I can't put a face. She, she's about right to go prison. She better get to know her pretty soon. Uh, Aunt go. Becky. Aunt no. Becky. Yeah. No. Lori Laughlin. Oh, Aunt maybe Becky. I have seen this. She does. It's <laughs> got the Aunt best Becky. scene in any movie I've ever seen in the 80s. They go to this dance, and everybody's dancing, and those two twins are dancing with this slutty girl, and they both have matching weird outfits on. Of course. <laughs> That's those guys. 
<laughs> they were professional BMX rider actors in this movie. <laughs> of course. And oh, they were man. like the douchebags. They were like dancing with this slutty girl and then this other guy, which was Bart Connors, which was an Olympic gymnast in the 80s, like okay. 80, 84 Olympics. So he was the main douchebag. The Crew Jones guy shows up, but he doesn't dance with anybody. He's like outside doing these tricks. Well, all of a sudden, <laughs> of course. Lori Laughlin, who is another BMX professional, rides in and jumps his bike and is like, come on. And they go inside. Everybody, everybody scoots out and they start bicycle dancing. Like, I'm not shitting you. They're, everybody's like clapping like like it's footloose and they're like dancing on these bicycles. <laughs> yeah, I definitely haven't seen this. So my question is, is this movie still watchable today? Oh, it's watchable because it's so funny. <laughs> so it's and not, it makes so me it's laugh. It's a guilty pleasure. It basically. makes me laugh. Well, it's so good because like a lot of people really wanted it to come out on DVD and no company would release it. And they finally released it like three years ago and it sold out immediately. Wow. So it's, oh, it's famous enough to sell out so there you go anyway that's my 80s movie tie into this movie i kind of just want to see it just for the bike dance scene oh the bike dance scene <laughs> and it was one of those scenes where it's like Lori laughlin's like this petite pretty little girl and then when it shows her riding the stunt rider has like friggin thighs of steel <laughs> just and huge a mustache and it looks nothing like her it's just tom Selleck yeah. on a bike yeah it's so funny <laughs> Anyway, yeah, those guys grew up and actually wrote the Conjuring series. There you go. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy tie-in. When I was watching that tonight, I was like, I now cannot believe I'm that's those two guys. I'm highly upset that Roger and Carolyn weren't fucking bicycle dancing in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I just, the tires. I have to see how that, that goes in. down. I need to understand the science behind that scene. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't even know what to say. I, I, so bad. I, I can give you the science behind it. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. <laughs> And the movie was called Rad. Rad, Two D's? Two no, D's? just one. Oh, okay. Rad. Missed opportunity. So, uh, I was hoping when he said rad at first that he was like talking about like radiation. Why? Because there's, there's the two douchebags in the movie. This is a clip or a scene okay. from the movie. I thought maybe it had been a cool like post-nuclear apocalypse cool movie. Rad. It's not at all. <laughs> he said it's not. It's so two zombies bicycle dancing in the middle of a wasteland. <laughs> <laughs> they I don't even know what to say about it. Well, back to the conjuring, though. My bad. I, mean, I got way off track you're there. Good. That was great. Good but uh, what what do you guys uh, think as far as the? Uh, oh God. I think a hot rod when I see that picture. Yeah, I feel like if I walked in Blockbuster, I probably would not pick up that movie. Oh, every week in the eighties though. Every weekend, every weekend we pick this up. That and gleaming the cube with uh oh he was in like young guns and so not Emilio Estevez. No, but he Lou Diamond Phillips. Keep no, he was a, he was he was uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. Gleaming the Cube, we watch that all the time. It's a skateboarding movie. Anyway, I'll remember it later. Anyway, Conjuring. Probably so let's go back to the to the movie. What did you think of the movie? I didn't think it was. Did you like the movie? So, all right. I love the movie. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, this was one of those movies that when I first heard of it, I was working in a movie theater. And, you know, you got to know certain things about movies. And 
you got to know ratings. So I'm thinking PG-13. Well, then they give it, because based on a true story, they give this thing an R rating, right? And I'm like, okay, interesting. It's probably pretty, pretty, pretty gory. Uh, if not, there's going to be some harsh language. No. They give it an R rating for intense moments. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this, just the action, uh, intense violence. I don't remember what they what they gave it. I know it was in, intense and disturbing intense imagery. and disturbing imagery. And to me, that had me hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, I'm like, if you can if you can rate a movie rated R for that and not language and and and, and gore fest, you've got me. And I watched it. And I just thought it was perfectly done. And what James Wan does is just like what I said with Spielberg. He sets up scenes for the future and he builds tension. Okay, yeah. he did it in Insidious, he did it in Saw, he done it again with Conjuring, in my opinion. And then the guy he worked with on Insidious that did the music and did the music for the Conjuring, that it was perfect. So when the witch comes onto the scene, when the witch is on top of the wardrobe and she jumps, he technically jumps down, uh, and that fucking it's going yeah. crazy on the so you get the viola like that. yeah he's just fucking he's just in a room he's just that. like fucking devil went down the georgia in the corner oh, yeah. just giving oh, a yeah. shit he's, with his yeah. with his shea butter cocoa yeah. butter lotion yeah. <laughs> one fucking, one slips out of his hand <laughs> you all leave cocoa butter my lip slips off his neck <laughs> yeah i'm too slick <laughs> Anyway, I'm too moisturized. Too moisturized. Because <laughs> walking in like Randy Macho Man Savage. <laughs> hey, brother. <laughs> Got you for three minutes. <laughs> I'm more like greased up, greased up deaf guy. What do you back, America? Don't mind me. I'm just Don't doing my thing. I'm touching all the candy. <laughs> so, so, yeah, like if that guy does that and then you put it in the right moments it's fucking terrifying and like i said i'm working in a theater at the time and i have to do these walkthroughs so i have to walk down through an auditorium walk all the way down to the end where the last person is sitting which is always the front you know at a packed theater it's gonna be the front row and i have to turn around and as soon as i walk in i've seen this movie i walk in it's packed it's sold out right i walk in and as soon as i turn a corner and i walk down i have a decision to make I look up and I see what scene's about to happen, and I know they're about to show that fucking witch on that wardrobe, and I know people are going to scream, and it's going to be loud, and I need to get the fuck out of here, but I've already walked too far in, and I'm a large man dressed in all black. I've got the suit, I've got the tie, so it's dark. So naturally, there's not a lot of light coming in a movie theater when you're watching a movie, and when I turn the corner and walk in, somebody already screamed. <laughs> so as soon as, I turn, yeah, as soon as I walk in, I go to do my walkthrough. I took two steps in, I just ah! I was like, oh God, so that scares me. Now I know I'm not going to be able to handle well, I feel like 120 people, 150 people, whatever it is. Fuck you. <laughs> I, uh, which you're probably right. I'm not going to be able to handle all of them screaming. So I'm like, I'm going to go down on the turn. I'm going to get out of here as quickly as I can. It did not work that way. I got all the way down to the end, to the last person. I turn around. As I turn around, I know what's about to happen. I'm walking as quick as I can. And and I don't even see the witch. I just hear that guy that fucking, just really just giving it hell, right? So as soon as that happens, I know what's happening. And then everybody screams. Yeah. So I just fucking take off. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just, I'm running out. So 
the reason I tell you that story is because I, I love how much tension something can yeah. build. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that I know what scene is happening by the sound. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And James Wan actually says that in the in the uh, behind the scenes featurette on the Blu-ray. He talks about specifically, it's weird, Spielberg and Hitchcock. And he talks yeah. about building tension and how to build tension. And he said 75% of every horror movie is sound. And if you don't have good sound, you don't have a good movie. We literally Absolutely. talked about that our first episode yes. on there. Yeah. So, so, and I couldn't agree more. And I and love his cinematography is great. He it does is. these really interesting shots. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about it, but Malignant just came out. And I haven't watched it. I'm watching it. Tonight. I was going to say we're not going to talk about it because I want you to watch it. If you've never watched, have you watched it yet? No, uh, I, we actually we were going to go. Like we went out last night, and I was trying to dip early, and he's giving me shit. And I was like, "Listen, all right, I'm going to level with you. I'm trying to go to get Taco Bell and sit on my couch and watch Malignant." Okay, yeah. and he was like, "Wait." Where are you watching that at? And I was like, it's on HBO Max. He's like, I thought it just came out in theaters. I was like, it did, but they released it on HBO Max. Yes. And I was trying to leave you guys so I could go watch yes. it. And he Trent. says, without skipping a beat, oh, well, I think I'm going to leave too because I want to go see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Trent Trent watched it. I watched it. Yeah. I watched it with my daughters. Now, I'm going to rewatch it. But I watched it with my daughters, which they're chicken shits anyway. One of them loves horror movies. The other one is just now getting into horror movies. But... uh We'll, we'll probably review it because it actually has some Love that. based on real facts, real story. It's not a real story, but like the one of the characters is based on some stories, like elements of a true story. Exactly. So I think we could fit it into this podcast. So but can you tell me what you thought of it? Can you give a? Quick I will like not reading? do that, but okay, I will tell you okay. if you read anything online, I will. take it with a grain of salt because. Everybody is losing their mind over this shit. Really? Mm. Either you hate it and it disgusts you, spit on it, (laughs) (laughs) or you love it. And then there's no in between. You know what other movies like that? You're going to groan when I say this. I'm already going to do it. I know what you're going to say. It follows. God bless. You got that reaction? You, you got, got me. I, I fucking it. love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie too. I love I, the music. I would show. I would. I would so show young. any friend I had that was willing. I would show anybody that movie, and it was it was mixed reactions. It was either that reaction or yeah, we fucking loved it. Zach and I were actually upset with you that you drug us to go see that. Hey, we got we got famous. So we sit Zach, there. Zach uh, Turner. Okay. So yep. I drag him and Zach. Turner to uh you know Zach right yeah you know open I didn't even class so I tell them there's this as new a horror student. movie coming as a student. Out. oh okay. <laughs> that sounded weird thank God so we're just all over the place tonight with teenagers and uh, had, uh, I've I've had him before <laughs> I'm gonna get fired from my job since this podcast comes out <laughs> so uh so I tell them there's this new horror movie coming out it, you know it's getting great reviews I've been following it for a while I've been wanting to see it I've Can seen the follow? trailers <laughs> and we decide we're gonna go eat famous Dave's I think is that same night and we gorge ourselves and we shouldn't have and that was the worst night ever so um, just watching it was probably a bad experience right away and because everybody's kind of sick yeah everybody well so what happened was if you've ever we been to famous, famous Dave's did we no yeah. no are you sure because I thought we told somebody there we were like a thing. no because I don't remember being miserable like that during the movie I was only <laughs> miserable because I was watching that movie so long story short 
we'll cut this short. We're we're at the. Have theater. you seen it any more times? No, just, just that one time. I've it's really it. it has really good cinematography. For I've watched it a movie. few times since. Yeah. It had some of the best music I've heard in the whole movie. Yeah, so it's got great music. And again, to me, there was so much fucking tension being built up because you never knew when it was going to pop up and you didn't know what it was because it looked like a regular person. Honestly, it was one of those movies. It's a horror movie, but it's a horror movie with a metaphor. Yeah. And people fucking hate that or they love it. It's just like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. That, That was a metaphor. People either hated it or they loved it. You know what I'm saying? Did you like Cabin in the Woods? I did like Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Really? But I can't get behind the fact that this ghost or creature, whatever the hell it was, is pretty much an STD. You have to yeah. I was gonna say it was, it was a walking it was, STD. It was, it was, yeah. That's what it was. It's gonna get you. So, uh, so yeah, clap I love on, that clap because, off. Because basically, what they would do is they would show the main character in a scene, and behind them. Off in the distance, you would see something walking toward the camera, but it was a blurry thing. Yeah. And then sometimes it would veer off and walk away. And then in some scenes, it would just keep walking toward her. And they're having a meaningful conversation. And again, this thing is just slowly walking in the frame. And you're like, was it going to branch off and cut down? No. At this point, it just fucking comes up behind them. She notices it, and they leave. And it had some really weird, like, shining kind of... Yeah, vibes. Weird stuff going on in a couple parts where the guy just walks out and, like... Remember that room part where the one dude walks out, and then... I, they were in the top of the top of the house. One of them was about to get killed. You remember that? Was this the beginning? Is it, It's towards... I think it was towards the middle to the end. They had already known what was going on. They were trying to help her. Like okay. Her friends were trying to help her. Okay. And then she got out of the house, and they saw the naked person on top of the house. Yeah. And they were driving off. Yeah. This is when they concocted the plan to go yeah. set it up at the pool, yeah. right? Yeah. And the naked man is randomly standing up. But yeah. So, I mean, there was some really weird stuff going on in that movie that was interesting. Um, I, w- I would agree with you that it's like it's almost like a one-trick pony after you've seen it. It's probably not... Something you'd want to see again a bunch of times. I've watched it multiple times and I've loved it just but as it, much. Every but time. it has great cinematography, great sound effects. Man. It's got some boobies in it. Boobies. It's got some cool kills. I, I guess know. it'd be a great but time to sleep SC, with the ex that you hate. It's just it's terrifying to me because like, it, if you look at it from a realistic standpoint, if it was possible to be realistic, it's fucking terrifying. Because you never like it's constantly coming. For it's you. almost like a zombie, but like a single zombie that you don't know where it's going to pop and it's up. Specifically coming for you, and nobody yeah. can see it but you. I mean, you could go to one coast, still coming. Go to the other yeah. coast and pass it. And there's even like, fast, and again, we're probably going to have to talk about this movie because I could talk about this movie all night long. When she swims out to those guys on the boat, has sex with everybody on the boat, and all she's doing is just. Passing it on. Passing the time because now it has to kill all these things to get back to her. Yeah. And it's just going to just keep coming for you. It's a crazy If movie. only STDs really worked that way. No. Oh, God. That's <laughs> why they don't. I got, got AIDS? We've well, got herpes in this world. We don't have to be scared of weird ghosts. <laughs> right? Yeah. They follow you down the street. Yeah. So there's... So, so there's yeah, that. I think Malignant, going back to that, I think it's one of those things that's like, it's... It's you're either gonna love it or hate it. I think I'm yeah. gonna have to watch that tonight, no matter what time I get home. You have to you have to have an open mind 
Don't try to friggin' pick it apart. It's definitely different than you're expecting from James Wan. I will say that. That's the <clears> only <throat> thing I'm going to say about it before you watch it. But but would you qual? I, I know you're not going to give anything away, but you're probably not going to answer my question. But is it scary? I'm not going to answer that. God damn it! I knew he was going to say that. I've heard terrible rumors that they're actually going to make a sequel to It Follows. Yeah, I've heard that too. Terrible it's rumors. Follows. It's well, at the end you. of the movie, they were walking and there was something following them in the background. But again, you don't know if it's just somebody walking down the street or well, if I don't it's that thing. The very end, because I think by that time I was walking out of the theater. <laughs> I don't think I would be scared of it. Follows too. No, <laughs> I don't think it'd be as cool. Now, rad to bring that fucking oh, thing God. back. <laughs> I can't believe there was a rad one. <laughs> All right, so I I gave con- conjuring a. For just my personal opinion, probably one of the most influential horror movies the last 15 years, at least 20 years or whatever. Couldn't agree more. The Conjuring Universe, minus the Annabelle movies. I'm not a big fan of those. Um, But I think the universe that it's brought about with the the Warrens and stuff like that, I think that's a great uh, kind of of universe that they brought about. Um, and just his style, James Wan's style, has influenced new horror movies. And I think I hate when fucking snobs say elevated horror because all horror to me is is worthy. It's just different different levels of worthiness. And I think you know stuff like The Conjuring has as good of a quality as anything that has won an Oscar in the last twenty years. And I agree. And, and I prefer movies like that. I, I don't mind some blood in my movies, but if it's just a total gore fest and that's how you're scary, trying to scare me, I don't respect it as much because you're relying on that as opposed to the tension, the shock factor of things. And I thought, and we, I might have brought this up to you when we did Jaws. Jaws was perfect uh, building tension and having just the right amount of gore. Yeah, because there was a lot of blood in that movie. If you, yeah. if you pile it all together, there's a lot of blood and a lot of guts in this movie, but it's so like subtle the way the boys in the in the water yeah. and then it pops up or yeah. like later when it's popping up over here. It, 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 and I think the goriest scene in that movie was probably the end with Quint. Mm-hmm. So if you can do it that way, then I, I've got no problem with gore being a horror movie. Yeah. But I feel like like you said. Conjuring just went on to prove that you can have an R rating for a movie without it being all that shit, and it could just be built off off, um, you know, uh, the intensity of, of of something and building all this tension. I, I thought it was absolutely perfect, and, and it's it, one of my favorite go to movies. And it also makes me realize that he brought that genre back because. Yeah. The witch type genre was gone. The satanic genre was starting to be gone. Like people didn't want to hear about that stuff because once again, some people believe in that kind of stuff. Some mm-hmm. people don't. You know, it's like well, uh, demons, what, witches, fuck, tried, whatever. Bring the witches back, but he failed miserably. Uh, M Night Shyamalan, The Village. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a two hour too long movie that should have been. Basically, a thirty-minute, you know, like night gallery episode. Or I something. feel like he was just—he was trying to mind fuck you too much at the end of the movie. There was—he was trying too hard to set that mm-hmm. up. 
It's and definitely one of those movies land. where you watched it and when it was over, you just like, what the fuck? He did blows I just me see? away because he, he's made some really great movies. Then he, he made that shit. And then he made some other shitty movies after that. Then he made some good movies and had a comeback for a while. Yeah. And then had this new old movie. I don't know if you saw new that. Old. I didn't watch it. <laughs> the new movie called it's Old. It's called Old. Yeah. Oh, no. you seen, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I kind of want to watch it. I want to check it's it not out. not very just, good. I don't trust him, though. I, see? I believe see, you. See, yeah. again. I shouldn't believe again, you. Again, but his last movie did. before that was pretty good. So it's like. Which one was that? I can't remember. I mean, he got a lot of. Did you my glass? No. Well, maybe, those, gla- maybe it was Glass's last movie. Yeah, those would be the exception. The I was thinking Split. 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 Was Split. A good people movie. like started getting back on the train Gla- with it's him. It's weird because I didn't watch Glass, but I love Split. Glass yeah, good, Split was good. I didn't watch Glass. Did you like Glass? I liked Glass yeah. a lot. I watched so it's like he got props for that and he started getting the ball rolling again. Then all of a sudden. Well, then remember, like, he tried like, to make what? a comeback with The Visit. And um, we talked about this because we actually did this little You Never Come to Things. But we did this in Corey Hoagland's backyard uh, movie night, and Darren brought some movies, and we watched The Visit, and it was it was a projector we did in the backyard around a fire. It was October, and it was it was a good night. It was a good experience. Uh, some people there hadn't watched it, but I actually told you, uh, you and I and a few other people, Zach Turner was one of them, uh, we went and watched um, The Visit in theaters, and throughout the whole time, I'm just like, Come the fuck on. I yeah. don't care about anything happening right yeah. now. And then the last 10 minutes, 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, basically when the reveal comes, like, that's not your grandparents. Now at this point, I'm curious. I'm 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 in. I'm listening. I'm like, all right, you got me. And then when they start going into who and what and everything going on, I'm like, you know what? That was actually pretty fucking cool. I want the first hour and a half of my life back. Yeah. Because that's his problem. I feel like that's his problem. Yeah. He was too much on the setup that's yeah. not that's boring you to shit. And then when you get to the end, you're like, that's a that's a pretty cool fucking t-. the end of the village? I didn't mind the build up in that movie too much. The village? That was a decent twist. That yeah. was a good twist. The problem is you didn't give a shit until the twist happened. Yeah. That's the problem. But if you can well, love a movie again, up until though, that, he had no in that movie. He had no redeeming characters. Like it was like an old eighty slasher without being cool, like an old eighty slasher. Because not saying that style wise, I'm saying right. you don't care about those characters. You want them to get fucking killed. Yeah. The village, you didn't care care about anybody in that movie. Yeah, really. and even the visit. Those kids were kind of little assholes. You didn't really care about them. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's like you were worried about the woman naked and shit like that, but it's like you really didn't care too much. So I, I feel like you to build tension, you had to create characters that you care about yeah. a little bit and are kind of worried for them. Yeah. And you have the, to see and, something in them. And that's know? why I like the twist of that so much because it was like, not to spoil the visit for anybody, but I don't think we're ever going to talk about that again on this podcast. So not to speak for everybody, but... The thing is, the buildup was, you know, uh, are they some sort of aliens? Are they some sort of demonic possession cases? Yeah. What's going on? You know, what's 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 making these people so crazy? And it turns out they're just mentally ill. Yeah. That's the thing. And there's realism behind that. And people are just crazy. And that's why I like the twist so much. But again... The movie fell flat up until that, so 
I lost I lost all respect for it. But back to what you're talking about, malignant. That's that's been in my top top priorities for ever since I've heard it being announced. So I'm definitely interested. Uh, I tried to watch it Thursday night when the clock struck midnight because I read that oh right at midnight Friday you're gonna be able to watch it. It didn't pop up on HBO. Yeah. Place. Well. Anything else? We've talked about the movie. I got I we, all, say, we all three liked it. For me, Love The Conjuring it. came out at a time when like scary movies were getting kind of stale. So yeah. I felt like when it came out, like Cinema crap book. movies around yeah. this time. Like I can't remember the exact time when these movies came out, but I feel like right before The Conjuring came out, we got movies like Pulse, terrible. Uh, that darkness movie, darkness, darkness Terrible. falls was bad. Yeah. Well, Pulse was a remake, and the mm. it's a remake from a good movie, and that's what sucks about that. Funny story yeah. about that. It was a foreign do, movie. Do you it? know Bob Tingle? He used to uh, maybe he used to GM at uh, the theater. Well, we begged and pleaded with this man to please just stay after the theater closed, and we just stay and watch this movie because we were so sure it was going to be good. Yeah. By the time it was over, we apologized. <laughs> Sorry, we make you want to buy him dinner. Yeah, yeah. almost any time you make a a movie from a foreign film, it usually turns out bad. The American version turns out bad. Yeah. I don't know why, but it does. What That's was that I'm... one terrible movie where it had the little creatures? They're like, "Oh, Sally isn't mad. Sally doesn't mind." Oh, uh, don't be afraid of the dark. Is that what it was? Yeah, it had a. Uh, it had a. Uh... Did you watch that one? It was after oh, that '70s TV show. Uh, yeah, but it, no, had the it, little it, monsters it, in the walls. It, no, it was uh, they were they were tooth fairies. Yeah, that's why. Anyway, Katie yeah. Holmes. Yes, she was in it, and it was a terrible movie. It was absolutely atrocious. We literally laughed during that movie because it was so terrible. And it was about these tiny creatures that kind of like were like they hid in the walls of the house and whatever, and they were they were tiny tooth fairies, and they were trying to steal teeth from from people. And then there was also that one around that time. I, I want to say it was called Oculus. I think it was a WWE Studios movie. Here's the thing about Oculus. Oculus got rave reviews. Oculus has a very high Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic score. I hated that movie. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I remember when that movie was over in the theater, I said out loud, like, what the fuck? And people started laughing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, what did we just watch? Well, The Conjuring... uh Story versus the movie, I think, was pretty close to accurate on the bullshit they said. But I think it made a great movie. Yeah, I think the story's bullshit, and yeah. I don't think it was real. I haven't read the girl's book. Now I want to read the book to see how much bullshit that is, because I think Ed and Lorraine Warren he's he's a self proclaimed demonologist. Like that's me saying I'm a self proclaimed 12 inch dick you know <laughs> self-proclaimed i've got 12 inches 12 no inches I, no can anybody vouch for this it's self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed. It's self-proclaimed. take my word for it so i think yeah i think he's just the guy was he was looking for a way to make money they found it i think she probably didn't know anything just like most people that are taking advantage of people and that are either grieving or scared yeah. you know <clears throat> I, I i think a lot of those people were just Fake. They're FAFs. I tell you, the, the events of the Conjuring 3 makes a lot of that stuff hard to believe. Yeah. Oh, Very yeah. over-exaggerated. That had a good soundtrack, too, though. I liked the soundtrack in that movie. Didn't like the movie as well. If I rated them right now, since we're going to do the other Conjurings, I will 
like a lot of people liked two really well, mm-hmm. and I liked it. I would give Conjuring one about a nine. I'd give Conjuring two about an eight, and then I would give Conjuring three about a six. We're close on the same score. I was gonna go eight, nine, six. Okay, just flipping the just two. flipping the first yeah. two. And it, and it could be a toss up because I think two's great. I mean, yeah. they're both, and I, they're both I, good. I, I, there are going to be days where I flip flop and say nine for both of them, but yeah, because they're both great. I would give, but I will never one give a the eight, third higher than a six, two no. a nine, and probably three like I don't know, five point five maybe. Yeah, and and again, it's not a terrible movie. The problem is, I feel like he's if, on the prices, right? He's trying to go down one, uh, one dollar, one dollar, Bob, one dollar, Bob. That's the only Conjuring movie that I feel like I'll probably never watch again. Well, see, and here's yeah. the problem: if that wasn't the Conjuring universe, it'd be a decent movie. Yeah. It wouldn't be the best, but it'd, yeah. it'd be a decent movie. It's just a, it's a step but you down. know what happened? We were spoiled by James Wan. He yeah. spoiled us. It was a step down. I've watched all the other ones multiple times. Like, I've seen the first one at least four times already. And now, just after having this conversation, I kind of want to go watch it again. And it was the same director that did, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the same director that did The Curse of La Llorona. It was. And that didn't get good reviews for good reason because it wasn't. It wasn't. Well, it had, that movie had good scenes. It wasn't it had a good the overall potential. movie. Yeah. I, I didn't hate that I watched it. <clears throat> yeah. The I problem was like, with The Conjuring 3 was you could tell it was missing James Wong. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would agree. So, so we think the story's bullshit. The movie series is awesome. You guys have anything else to say, or we're going to wrap this up? We can wrap it up. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident leaving it where it's at. So for sure, now that we've got an extra mic, show up anytime. I would love to. Ian and Ian, Trent, Trent will show up whenever he's not out fucking around. By the way, to the millions and millions of people listening to this podcast. All millions of them, yeah. That's right. If you're going to do a horror podcast, you want to do it in a basement like this. It's amazing. This is the oh, perfect yeah. setup. We'll, yeah. probably, we'll probably take some pictures before we leave and post them on our social media that we haven't made yet. Oh, yeah. It's It'll be there. It'll it's be there. Coming. It's a thing. We're real. <laughs> All right. This was the Horror You Know podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, make sure you check us out on all the socials. Like us. Email us. And we are out of here. We will see you next week. Bye. In the dead of night, when the moon is high, and the shadows dance, the evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is thin. So now is the time to let... Oh, are you?